0: Good morning. For our gospel this morning, we turn our attention to the 13th chapter of the gospel according to St. Matthew, beginning in the 24th verse. And Jesus is teaching his next parable, that of the weeds planted among the wheat. Jesus put another parable before them saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while his men were sleeping, But he said, No, lest in the gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. This parable is used many ways by many people to teach different lessons or to make different points based on the different ways or priorities of interpretation. Those who emphasize the need to be Christian point out that the weeds are gathered first, placed in bundles, and burned, ascending of the sinner to hell. After gathering and burning the weeds, then the wheat is harvested and gathered into the the barn, gathering into the kingdom of heaven. I will take a quick moment to go slightly off track and point out that for those who believe the version of end times prophecy promoted in the fiction books such as Left Behind, Jesus is speaking of the end times in this parable and clearly says that it is the weeds that are taken first, not the wheat. That is the non Christian taken away and the Christian which is left. Exactly opposite of what those books teach and why we remember that they are fiction novels, not theology. Now back to looking at a couple different common messages from the text. Based on the emphasis on the weeds in the fire and the wheat in the barn, the person emphasizing the need to be a Christian will preach, you do not want to be a weed when that day comes. Give your life to Jesus. Allow him to transform you from weed to wheat. This is true, and there's no way around it. Jesus is absolutely clear when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, but by me. We find that recorded by John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus will take us from what we are and make us what we need to be. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus performed miracles and changed people from injured to whole, from blind to vision, from deaf to hearing, from mute to capable of speech, from crippled to walking, from sick to well, even from dead to alive. All of these were given as outward evidence that he had the power to change us from sinners to saints, from weeds to wheat. And there is no restriction. Jesus changed the lives of Jews and Greeks, the people of Israel, the people of Samaria, those oppressed by the Roman occupier and the Romans who were causing the oppression. When Jesus commissioned his apostles to go and carry out his work, he said to do so to the very ends of the earth. Everybody is welcome to be changed by the power of God. What an incredible and powerful message. Jesus wants you and me and everyone to be changed by the grace and mercy of God made available to us through his own sacrifice so that we can be wheat and gathered into his barn, that we can be Christians and gathered into his kingdom. Now, unfortunately, when the person preaches, preaching focused on that one aspect of the message, there's often more an emphasis on the you don't want to be eat and burn angle than there is the emphasis on that you want to be wheat and live. It's more of a be afraid of hell message rather than an actual desiring heaven message. Um, And what might be considered the opposite end of the spectrum, there are those who look at the instructions not to uproot the weeds and somehow they interpret this to simply be a message of leaving people as they are. Where the first person's priority was to urge people towards conversion, those who take this approach to the text resist a conversion and even speak against it. And I must say, although I have heard it defended in a few different ways, I do not understand this approach to the text. Jesus is certainly clear when he gives multiple commands to evangelize that we are to work towards the conversion of all the world, to share the gospel, to, in Jesus' own words, to make disciples. His meaning, therefore, in this parable cannot be to not evangelize. Well, what then are we to make of the parable? Back in the year 880, a priest named Remigius, was a monk of, and I have no idea how to pronounce this properly, Zera, it's a place in France, or it was, made this simple observation about the text. Here he calls the son of God himself the kingdom of heaven. For he said, the kingdom of heaven is unto a man who sowed good seed in his field. With a simple observation, we can refocus on the bigger picture. What would be called the meta narrative, the overarching story. God created a garden. In this parable, he planted a wheat field. When he was done, he looked at all he had created, all he had planted, and said it was very good. Then when God was done creating, when the planting was completed, he rested. And when God rested, his enemy came in and planted the weeds. and came and began his temptations, planting the seeds of sin. Soon there are weeds and wheat growing together. The righteous and the sinners are side by side in the world. Naturally, we want to see the righteous prevail and we want to see the end of the weeds. But Jesus says we cannot go out and forcibly uproot the weeds. Jesus knows that if we were to try, we would only destroy ourselves in the process. We see that reality right now in the many protests going on around the country and in other parts of the world. Angry people uprooting what they believe to weeds of society. And in the process, they uproot society itself and have nothing to replace it with. There is nothing constructive in what they do, but only destructive. They strike out against the weeds they see, and when they do, they strike out against themselves. Why? For the same reason we cannot uproot the sinners from the saints. They are as guilty as those they accuse. For our parable, the only completed and perfected saints are those who have died and gone to be with God in his kingdom. The rest of us are still dealing with it in our own lives. If I were to point an accusing finger at the sin of another, there would be fingers pointed back at me on my own hand and an untold number of other people who could find additional faults as well. This desire to forcibly remove the weeds of the other person in the end would only cause our own destruction. From this perspective, it might be thought that I'm actually in favor of that second way of promoting the text, do nothing. that is not the call. Instead, I suggest that our task is indeed like that of the first person, to convert weeds to wheat, not to try to root them out, to remember that we indeed are weeds ourselves in need of that same conversion. To do that, we must remember that this is not a physical fight, but it is spiritual warfare. And the master gardener, the king eternal lead, In the words of the hymn by Ernest Shirtliff, lead on O King eternal, till sin's fierce war shall cease, and holiness shall whisper the sweet amen of peace, for not with swords loud clashing or roll of stirring drums, but with deeds of love and mercy heavenly kingdom comes, not with force or with hate, but with deeds of love and mercy. Amen.